Assalamu alaikum and Ramadan Mubarak. You are listening to the Women's Mosque of America's Historic Muslim podcast this Ramadan. To watch the full videos on each historic Muslim by our modern day shiros, khatibas, and muadhinas, please visit our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter channels at Women's Mosque and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so that you can get updates on both our upcoming women led and co ed events. Now, here is today's Ramadan Historic Muslim of the Day. Enjoy! Assalamu alaikum and Ramadan Mubarak. My name is Noor Jahan Bolden and I'm a belly dance instructor, a gun violence survivor, a writer, and I'm a khatiba for the Women's Mosque of America. My family is from Dar es Salaam, Tanzania in East Africa, and I'm excited to share about Bibi Titi Muhammad, who's known as the mother of the nation. And she was also good friends with my grandmother who happened to be her seamstress. She was born in 1926 and she didn't have an education um, when she was growing up. She was actually married off when she was 13 or 14 years old to an older man. Um, she grew up, she had her own daughter, and she made sure that her own daughter got an education before she was able to get married. She started getting involved in politics because she was actually in a band and she would travel around in the band and they would celebrate and she would actually round up women, women and men, but just led by women in groups that were rallying for independence for Tanganyika at the time. Women groups at that time were deemed apolitical because they didn't really regard women in a high way under the um, colonial rule. So because of that, she actually was able to rally more people than many other individuals. Um, the expectation at the time was usually for women to support movements, liberation movements, and then once they were successful to step aside. She partnered with Julius Nyerere to, um, to establish the Tanganyika African Nation Union. And then when they won independence, Julius Nyerere became the president of Tanganyika. She stayed in the ministry and she had a number of different roles. She was really passionate about specifically equal access to, to employment, education, provision of health care, especially for women, girls, and in rural areas. And she stayed really loyal to those beliefs throughout all of it. She was the only woman who was a confident and close confidant of Julius Nyerere throughout um, the establishment of Tanganyika as an independent nation. And then Tanzania, when Zanzibar um, became a part of the country. Um, once they had established the country, though, and were kind of laying out the laws of the nation, she disagreed with certain aspects of Nyerere's plan for African socialism, specifically something that prevented leaders from owning rental properties. And at the time, because a lot of women didn't have access to education, owning rental properties was the only way, was one of the only ways that women could have independence, financial independence. So making it so that leaders couldn't have rentable properties really eliminated the opportunity for women to be involved. So they kind of split ways um, and she stayed true to her beliefs. And in staying true to her beliefs, she ended up losing almost everything. She got tried in 1970 for treason, ended up being sentenced to life in prison for turning against Nyerere. Um, he ended up giving her a presidential pardon a couple years later, but she moved to South Africa. She lost her home. She lost her friends. She lost a lot, and she really fell off the face of the earth. 
obviously not as a human being, but in terms of being erased from history, people stopped talking about her, stopped talking about her involvement in, any, in everything involving the beginnings of Tanganyika and Tanzania until the 1990s where they finally recognized her contributions. Um, even now it's really hard to find information about her. And one of the reasons I was so excited to be able to share about her and everything that she did was in a lot of ways I see my grandmother in her and they were close friends. And my mom said that she used to go over their house all the time and they would talk about everything that was going on. Actually, BBTT was one of the people who encouraged my mom, my grandmother, my mom's siblings to, um, to denounce their English citizenship um, as second citizens and embrace Tanzanian citizenship. And so that was a big, uh, it was a big part of their lives at the time. And my grandmother is from, she's from the Belgian Congo, but she had a really similar upbringing to BBTT in the sense that she was married off at age 11 or 12. She had four kids and she ended up leaving her husband just like BBTT did. She ended up being an independent woman moving to East Africa with her mom and her children and establishing herself as a businesswoman, as an independent woman. And those stories just aren't shared. There are no records of them. You know, my grandmother only learned to read and write, write later in her life. And so it means a lot to me to be able to share stories like this. Um, the reason that BBTT inspires me is because she never let go of what she believed in, even though she ended up losing everything for it. And I think that sometimes we ask ourselves, what would I do if I lived during those times? And I try to ask myself that every day because in a lot of ways I am living in times similar to those. And I ask myself, what am I doing to create a change in this world? So that's BBTT from East Africa, from Tanganyika, now Tanzania. And I'm so glad that you took the time to listen and if you want to look up more about her, I highly encourage you to. Another reason I'm really excited about it is because if BP, BBTT was here right now, she would get to see that Tanzania now has its first female president, Samia Suluhu Hassan, who is a Muslim woman. She's from Zanzibar and she just stepped into power last month. So it's historical, it's huge. And I'm sure that she wouldn't be able to be here where she is if it weren't for people like BBTT who came before her. Thank you for listening to the Women's Mosque of America's Historic Muslim Ramadan series. If you enjoyed listening to today's podcast, please consider making a contribution at womensmosque.com slash donate this Ramadan so that the Women's Mosque of America can expand our team, mission, and vision to spark a women-led Islamic renaissance. Help the Women's Mosque of America lay the groundwork for the next phase of our mosque and movement to uplift the entire Muslim community by empowering Muslim women and girls. Again, please visit womensmosque.com slash donate today. Thank you and may Allah bless you all. Amin.